sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Oh, welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Sean Sides. And that is Tom Sides. How you feeling, buddy? You look so defeated. You look like you've been going 15 rounds with COVID, and like you're in the 14th round, and it could go either way at this point. Honestly, dude, it's been a go. Like I'm fucking sick. If I'm awake for more than three and a half hours, I have to sleep for three and a half hours. Really? That's kind of how this entire week has gone. So have you been like I'm assuming no time in at the office you've just been zero yeah yeah it's been lockdown city up up in here we did like a food order through one of the big companies to get some shit dropped off at our house but other than that it's been couch to bed to couch to bed since we last talked which has been a long ass time ago yeah I remember when we left the conversation you were kind of like gung ho to go to work. Yeah, I was optimistic, thinking that I'd be okay, hoping that I'd be okay within a couple of days, but Jesus Christ, dude, I haven't been this sick in a long time. It's really annoying. Uh, like I said, it's just, it's crazy. Like, there's times where I'm, like, euphoric, I, like, feel lightheaded. Even right now, I feel lightheaded, like I'm a little bit in the clouds, so. Okay, well, hopefully we'll keep this one nice and tight so you can get right back to bed. Yeah, it's funny. I'll probably be tuckered out afterwards. I, after we talked the last time, I had a four-hour nap. So, oh shit, <laughs> dude. We'll see what that... we'll see what happens. Fucking a. Um, well, I've been kicking ass on my side. I mean, I got to um, last week. I got to participate in an auction, and what I thought was a silent auction turned out to be like a legit auction. Have you ever participated in an auction before? Yeah. It is so much fun. What kind of auction was this exactly? So it was for the football team that I coach. Uh, Everyone donated something for, you know, you donate it, and then you put it up for the auction, and then whatever people buy, they, you know. Okay, so it wasn't like a real auction. It was just like like a community auction. Well, I mean, like like an auction, like like a real... Define real auction because we had a legit auctioneer there. Did you? It is basically, I guess, the auctioneer that makes it legit. Yeah, and this guy was in full cowboy regalia, fucking bolo tie, cowboy hat, and we couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. This guy was a pro. They go to school, those people. It's interesting. Auctioneers. Do they really? Do you need an actually like a a license or something? I think you're. There is, like, an organization for sure. Okay. Because, like, this guy came out fucking, no pun intended, but guns a-blazing. And he was just ready to go. I donated uh, World Junior tickets. Okay. So, the first day, so I donated the one that isn't Canada playing in. And I also donated the one that Canada's playing in. And, like, we... uh, both tickets together went for like 600 bucks. Nice. Which I'm pretty pleased with. Yeah, no kidding. You know? Yeah, and all that. 
but I I did I did win a few things myself. I I what is that? swept what up in the pageantry. So I won a Keurig coffee machine. Nice. I know what you're thinking. Tom, you already have one of these. What, I remember years uh, a year ago on the podcast, you bragged about buying a brand new one for your new apartment in New Brunswick. Why are you buying a Keurig? Well, Sean, I bought one to have at Hillary's house because she doesn't drink coffee, and I spend a whole heck of a lot of time there that it is worth me buying a coffee machine to have at her house. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'll tell you this right now. She was not very appreciative of this wonderful, expensive gift I got her. That's Mostly funny. because it was for me. And was she willing to give up counter space in her kitchen? Not at all. So anytime I want a coffee, I have to make sure I take it out of whatever cupboard she put it in. And make sure I put it back when I'm done. Because she is not having a Keurig coffee machine on her fucking countertop. That's the compromise of love, hey, is... No, yeah. you can't have it on my counter. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was just, I was going through this. I was just like, but like, I need coffee here. Like, I can't, like, who starts their day on tea? Like, how do you do this? There's like, if there is caffeine, it's a little bit. And let's face it, not the same kind of kick that coffee can get. It's funny because I, I never used to drink coffee. And then I got with Crystal and she found herself in the same conundrum of living in my house. There was no coffee pot. So she was like, what the fuck? We need to get a coffee pot for your house. How how are you not a coffee drinker with the way that your parents operate? Like, I am you... now a coffee drinker, but I just, I drank it lots when I was younger. And then from age, like, I want to say, like, what brought it on was me having some stomach issues, right? So around okay, 19, yeah. I just completely, I couldn't, I couldn't drink it. And then I just never got into it. I just had no interest, really. It, it was like 11, 12 years, I think, without coffee. Yeah. And then, yeah, I got when me and Crystal got together, I had like a one cup maker in my apartment, and she'd brew a, a cup for herself in the morning, and I'd smell it, and like, oh, yeah, okay, that smells freshly pretty good. And, you know, you have some man. late nights. That'll What's get that? me going. Like, freshly brewed coffee, that'll get me going. It's that, a nice smell. Is... It's, a, it's a drug, obviously, but it's just one of those things where you're like, That's yeah. enough to get me out and of bed itself. To be honest, the rest is history. Now I'm like fucking completely addicted again. So it's it'll be interesting to see if you can pull her to the dark side. Oh no, it'll never never happen. She is just disgusted by coffee. She really? got literally upset that her house smelt like coffee when That's I made funny. myself the inaugural cup. So you're never gonna wake up to her making you a cup of coffee, is what you're telling me. I that'll if that happens, like like. I must have done something right. That's funny. <laughs> and so, like, so that. And then that was the first prize I won. Sweet. And, like, there was a few times that I'll just put in bids just to see if I can up it. Like, did it be the difference between, okay, like, they'll give you the values of the prizes, right? Yeah. So, like, if I see something that's getting pushed to the value, I'll make a bid. And then just hope someone else bids on it as well. So just like, all right, no, just up the price. It's fine. I did what it's for the kids. For the kids, I did what I had to do. I don't need to buy a Fortnite Nerf gun. All right, I don't need to do that. <laughs> Although I came close to bidding on that, I'll tell you that right now. That's funny. So what else? But have, 
have you ever played washer toss yes we I actually both you you brought you brought this up on the podcast a while back that you played it during the summer and yeah. that same weekend i had played it for the first time which is kind of funny yeah so i bought myself a dartmouth destroyer washer toss set and it Sweet. is legit that's awesome yeah so like all in all i spent like 210 215 bucks all of it going to the football organization and then like you know what it's fun it's a great way to do it and then like some of the prizes were legit although i do feel bad someone donated um a security system that was valued at like $2,500. And I mean like a legit like security system. And uh, yeah. like like you can open up your garage door from your phone from fucking Europe. Like like that nice. kind of like that kind of setup, right? And it went for $250. That's tough. Like it That's just, part of those things though, right? Yeah. It just dwindled and dwindled and dwindled and dwindled and dwindled and then just. That's just yeah. the reality of auction sometimes. Yeah. It Who goes honestly... like to. A... Sorry. I was going to say who goes to a kid's football auction looking to improve their home security system. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Someone... It's a niche market. And someone did and he did it at a yeah. fucking steal. <laughs> it's a weird give, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I got to tell you, th- this auction, tons of fun. I mean, next year I'll, I'll, I hope to go and then, like, I like I just hope to, like, when I got the washer toss set, I was just hoping to up the, the bid, but no one bid against me. Like, So, like, it was, like, I was only bidding on stuff, like, okay, I'm okay if I buy this, but at the same time, like, someone please bid against me. But no one yeah. bid against me. And then everyone saw it after the fact of how legit it looked. And then it was just like like the washers. Like there's the black ones and red ones. Both say Dartmouth Destroyers on it. And like like honestly, it's it, like I'm very happy with how this turned out. Very pleased. Very, very pleased. So I feel like a big shot too. Like when you – like I've never been to an auction before. And like when you leave with shit, like it, I know it's like you bought stuff. But you won stuff, too. Yeah. It's fun to make people feel jealous of all of your victories, yeah. too. You know, you're just like, ha-ha. Like, I'm never going to be the guy to bid on the boat like Joey on Friends. But, like, I was just happy to play along. For sure. It's fun. I went to auctions a couple times, and it's a hoot. Like, you you go in. It's like gambling, basically. You go in with an idea in mind of how much you want to spend, but you don't know. It's like garage sailing, too, because you don't know what you're looking for. You just show up with money in your hand, and you're like, I'm going to buy myself a present today. And doing it for charity is, like, even a better kick because you you know you're helping out in a way. You're helping out. I put yeah. asterisks on that because you're helping out yourself into getting some sweet swag as well. Yeah. You know? It's funny. Yeah, I mean, like, like my big thing, like, when people look at me, it's like, did you buy something else? I'm just like, it's for the kids, guys. I'm doing it for the kids. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, so yeah, never mind. I lost my train of thought. Oh, COVID strikes again. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool, though, that you had fun with the auction. Yeah, man. And then uh, I got to tell you, today, today I got to see Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. 
Nice. Yeah, I saw the opening screening. I had like an admin day at work, and I was like, well, I'm going to go in early so I can leave early. Saw the 3.30 showing. I'll tell you this right off the bat. It's long. Is it? Like like two hours and 40 minutes. And I don't want to give spoilers away, but here's like, here's, this is not a spoiler, but this is like a, a, a public service announcement. There's no after credit scene. So there's a mid credit scene. Watch that. Enjoy it. Huh. There's an after. There is. But if you're waiting till the end of the credits for something, there's nothing there. So know that and enjoy the film. That's good um, to know. You liked visually, it, obviously. Sorry? You liked it, obviously. I did. I did. Um, visually stunning. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the introduction of Namor was nice to see. This isn't spoilers. This is all stuff from the commercials that... Yeah, you I, it's all good. So, introduction to Namor was very well done. Uh, I can't wait to I, I can't wait to see him in further films. Um, beautiful justice to Chadwick Boseman, like a lot of good tributes. Um, and you know what? Like, I found this to be like as a a very sad film. Like, there was a lot to like you know with the passing of Chadwick Boseman and then how they had to you know. You have to start on a downer, right? Lots of heaviness, yeah. And it, it was. But I gotta tell you, Ryan Coogler, the director, did one hell of a job with this movie. Just visually stunning. Hmm. And I think with what they had to do with, because, like, you know, when you go in, going, okay, guys, we're gonna write Black Panther 2, but we gotta do it without our main character, that creates an issue, right? That creates, like, you have to really dig deep in the creative juices to go where you need to go. Yeah. And I really like where they went with this. Good. Yeah I'll, oh, yeah, I'll catch it on the flip side at some point here. You know me, I like to come in a little bit not hot at all on these things. but Yeah, yeah. Um, when we finally catch up to the year that the movies actually take place in, that's probably when you'll see it. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's realistic, a realistic goal. Yeah, that's so cool. 2024, 2025-ish, Sean will see Black Panther 1. And yeah, then I was going to say, 2 will be yeah. in lag and delay. Yeah, but no, I think I, I did it, watch like half of 1. I just got to finish it. Yeah, I got to say, this was this was a nice touch. I, I did find the original Black Panther to be like too much like Lion King. Yeah. Um, I never watched... Did you read his comic as a child? No. Um, Me neither. Honestly, my my comic books were limited to to two characters, really, with Spider-Man and Batman. Really? It Mine was, was like Wolverine and X-Men, Spider-Man. My, my exposure, to, like, there was some Wolverine, but, like, it was mostly the 90s cartoon. Yeah. And When you look at my like, comic book collection from the 90s, like that I, I've hung on to it since I was a kid. It's mostly Wolverine and Silver Surfer with a little bit of X-Men. And Silver Surfer's a badass. I can't wait how they bring them in. His books just look so cool when we were like when I was a kid. I have the one like the fiftieth uh, anniversary and seventy fifth anniversary, I think, but it just shows like his silver board on a shiny piece of cardboard and it was just it really stood out in the comic book. Like you're looking at paper pages, but one of them has like a sick cardboard, shiny silver cover. It just attracted yeah. me as a little kid to it. 
Oh, a hundred percent. Like there's like one of those characters that actually like really attracted me as a kid just by the badassness of it was the Silver Surfer, but the another one was Daredevil. Daredevil had like a tremendous look to him and I remember him showing up in the Spider Man nineties cartoon and just being like, Holy shit. Like this like look at that suit, look at that and the fact that he's blind adds this other level of badassness and it's it, it's crazy. A hundred percent. Um, it's funny how the art can pull us in as kids. You know what I mean? Into the stories. Yeah. I just sent you a, uh, the image of the comic I was talking about because it's so fucking Sounds badass. Good. I wanted you to see it, but um, I just yeah. That, how do you not get attracted to that kind of artwork? You know? Yeah. I, I, the comic books is like you, you can really judge a book by its cover, kind of thing. Yeah. And I loved, as a kid, I loved, like, I had the 1990 and 1991 set of cards. So I used yeah. to, like, pit the cards against each other to see who would win the battles. Because you had, like, the energy uh, on the back showing, like, or telling their strength and their powers and all this stuff. So it was really cool to always, like, compare notes on all of them, too. Yo, this cover's badass. Yeah, that was one of my first comic books ever. It was a hand-me-down from Josh. I still have it. That that comic from when I was a kid, pretty decent condition. Do you remember what the story was? Uh, it's well, it's him and Thanos, and I. It's something to do. Like I'm trying to remember, but it's been a long time. I'd have to reread it. Yeah. Okay. Because like I could judge that based on the cover of just yeah yeah Silver Surfer and Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. He was in service. I got that part. I think at a point of it, he's like in service of Thanos. But it, like I said, it's been a long ass time. Yeah, it's weird because like that's what like what he was, right? He was in service of Galactus. He's the hey, just so you know, uh, this dude's gonna eat your planet. So the harbinger, yeah, that's what they called him. I think was the harbinger. It's such a cool story. Like the idea of it all, the idea of him coming on a board and scouting out worlds for Galactus to eat because they needed enough energy and blah blah blah. It was it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it scary was, in that yeah. sense, and that's what they wanted to do with um, Fantastic Four too, like from like those older ones. It just didn't, it just came off too cheesy. I can't wait to see what the MCU does with the Fantastic Four. I find <laughs> it so funny with the Fantastic Four because they were like the quintessential book. You know, that was like the main focus. Avengers was like second to Fantastic Four when it came to teams. And it's just funny how that all like, because they just can't bring it to the screen properly. And and you know what? Like maybe it had to do with where it was before. Like I think Fox owned them. So it had to do with like me, like, I don't know, but like with, with Kevin Feige at the helm and he, he doesn't seem to make a bad movie. Like I, I know that there's some that are better than others, and a lot of people didn't like Thor: Love and Thunder, and a lot of people didn't like a lot of things. But like, I, as like me as a comic book movie fan, like I have yet to see something that I haven't been able to watch again, and that to me is this like the success level of a movie. I want to see a movie that I can watch again. That is my yeah. point. I want to be able to throw this on whenever I want and be entertained. And so far. Every MCU movie has done that for me. Yeah, I can definitely second that notion. 
like every single Marvel movie of our generation now, it's rewatchable. That's a good, very good way of putting it, actually. Yeah. Like, these movies aren't going to win Oscars. Like, like these movies, like, aren't going to, like, put down, like, the awards or, like, come on to this. What, what they are is, like, they're entertainment. It, it, They'll hold school, up, too. Like, and that's what we want. I want to be entertained. I want to watch a movie that for an hour and a half, two hours, pushing three hours, that I am glued to it. I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to do this. I am watching this movie. And yeah. The Marvel movies do that for me. For sure. Speaking of things that we can't look away from, uh, did you see what happened with Kane there? Oh, the fucking slit on, like, cutting his, was it his wrist or his arm? His wrist, yeah. Yeah, it was, that's a hard watch. It was horrific, like, fuck, man. We, in Edmonton here, we love Kane, and watching that was, like, hard. Like, my stomach was sick for the whole fucking rest of the game. Like, you know he's going to be okay because they have the best care in the world. Hockey players do, you know. But yeah. it's just one of those things where you're, like, the, the freak accidents that happen like that with skates, like, ugh, it's just awful. And, you know, it's part, like, that shit's part of the game, and, like, shit happens, right? Yeah. But, fuck, poor guy. He's out, what? Two, three months now? Three to four Yeah, they months? said three to four, but it's hard to say. Um, these things have happened in the past, you know what I mean? And it's always nice, yeah. like, whenever something like that happens on the ice, there's no more teams, there's no more, like, organizations. It's just everybody's there to help, you know, which you got to give credit to Tampa for that, obviously. Was it Zubov on Montreal in the early 2000s when he got his neck slit? I... I don't remember who it was. I didn't know it was Zubov. Was Zednik? I remember it happening, but uh, I think it was it was a Zed name. So yeah, forgive me while we're on this, but it, uh, but I think it was that Richard is either Richard Zednik or Pavel Zubov. I think it's Pavel uh, Zubov or Zednik. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Well, I'd have to do my research, but yeah, no, the, like like hockey injuries can get fucking scary. Did you do you remember when Taylor Hall? Got uh, the slit on his forehead too, Frankenhall, when he became yeah. Frankenhall. That's like yeah. just one of those things, man. They, you know, you forget that they're skating around on metal blades. Yeah, but also, like, didn't he come back? Who? Hall. Like, didn't like, didn't he? Yeah. Like, just get stitched up and come back and play. No, no, no. It happened during practice, and he he missed okay. a couple games because of it. There, then he came. There back. was like one guy I remember. They get like. I think it was like a slap shot to the eyebrow or something, like something bad, and they just stitched him up, and back in the game he went. And that just goes to show, like, the toughness of fucking hockey players. Like, yeah. I don't, you don't see that in any other sport. No, it's true. And it, is, it was Richard Zednick who uh, got his throat cut, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I looked it up just to be for clarity. I knew it wasn't Zubov. I was. I had to know. I was like, "Fuck, was it Zubov?" But yeah, it was Richard Zednik. Yeah, I knew it was a Z name. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, uh... you nailed that part. No, it's crazy yeah. when these freak accidents happen, and you know, Kane will heal up, and it's nice. Uh, he's got support behind him. You know what I mean? And it's always scary. Like you think, like you, they're just playing a sport, but these things happen, and it can turn real very quickly. You know, he cut an artery for fuck's sakes, like just intense. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, so speaking of 
Have you checked the hockey pool, man? Uh, no, not today. Alright, well, it's progressing, but, like, can I give you just some free advice? Yeah. Trade O'Reilly. O'Reilly. I just, honestly, I'm hoping, like, what the fuck? When did he suck so bad? It's just the Blues in general are having a rough year. Move him. I thought he would turn it around. I really, I'm, I've been like, it's fucking O'Reilly. Like, what is he, what's going on here? But yeah, he's just sucking the life out of my pool, and it is what it is. Yeah, make a trade. It's fine. Yeah. You're right. And get rid I gotta of let him go. And, like, you know, you have this, like, little battle going on for last place. <laughs> I would like to see. I'm up like tonight. To see yeah, I I would like to see you go up in the top, like at least like six. Honestly, or seven. I'm a hundred points behind right now. That's not the worst. It's catchable. You know what I mean? If I have some good nights, I'm not like counting out a lot of these guys too. My boy Ekblad should be back on Saturday. They're projecting right now against the Oilers, mm-hmm. so I'll probably be reigniting him. <coughs> but I thought about uh, doing a little dirty. And trading for Evander Kane, franchising him, and then fucking <laughs> trading exact him out. Exact same thought went through my head. Yeah, because, I mean, he'll be back, and when he's back, he's going to be, like, raring to go. But I'll, I'll sit on that for a while. I might miss the opportunity, but he's a well, top caliber happened. player. I wanted to do the exact same thing with, um, what's his name on Boston? Um, the defenseman Marshawn? on Boston. Oh, no. Uh, McAvoy? Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah. I I had Charles Xavier in my head. I'm like, no, no, no. And yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. <coughs> no, no, but no. McAvoy. Because I was like, he's got to be coming back soon. And the day I was thinking about franchising him, fucking the commissioner goes ahead and does exactly what I was planning to do. I was like, you cheeky fucking monkey. It's a good move. No, it's fun, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I went off on COVID last episode about how I may not reattend the pool next year not yeah. just because i suck this year but just because it'd be nice to just watch hockey again and not have any evil intentions in your head but yeah. um we'll see i'm not gonna lie i already told morgan that you said you're already talking about going out and he's yeah. like well why and he goes he says he wants to enjoy hockey again he's like what go, yeah man what he said <laughs> you don't believe me he said it on the podcast give it a listen I just thought it was going to grow, you know, too, and, like, seeing how it's, there's, like, so many less people now involved, and it's like, oh, man. I think what you need is, like, I think you needed this. Like, the like to go, to, like, it's, when you have a shit year, like, I had a shit year last year. That's true. Way I worse than the year I'm having. It was, I like, don't know, man. it was awful. I, I'm surprised that you continued on in the pool, to be honest. Like, I talked about yeah. it with Morgan and Liam and stuff, and we were like, I don't know if Tom's going to jump in this year or not. Like, after last year, he fucking... <laughs> What's Liam's last name? Al-Cad. Al-Cade. Sorry. Fuck, I'm impressed. It's al Caddy, but you know what? You gave me enough that I'm impressed. Good for you. <laughs> I have a good memory. I've okay, seen his so, name on the pool. No, but like the thing is, is that like I had a shit year last year. Yeah, no, it happens. I mean, but you like, had a good team too. It's like it's just performers, right? Yeah, but I also drafted differently. Like I also like the players that I like I had in mind. Like I had a list of players that I wanted to get, and uh, 
I had a list of players that I would be okay getting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like as, as like we're all doing the draft, like I'm crossing off people going, fuck. Yeah, of course. And then, and then you go, like you try and predict players for certain rounds. And I think I took certain people a little bit too early. Some that happens and got them late, but I just need like my players to start being like my fucking players. I kind of shit the bed on this one too because I forgot that Josh had emphatically told me last season that he wants in on this pool. So we got to make sure we include him next year on this. He'll totally get in on it. It's an extra body. We thought spots were limited to going into this because there's other people, you know. Now we know that there's room to grow. So, well, see, that's the thing. Like, we lost two people in the pool, Paul being one of them. Paul and, Paul, and John. Was, and we yeah, lost Paul, more than John that. And, uh, no, Paul, John, and Dave. Sorry, we lost three. Yeah. Is that all? Because I thought there was more than that. Because we no, had 15, we did we at? Oh, we also lost uh, the Mexican representative. Yeah. So, uh, quite a significant amount of people. Yeah. And so, like, but, like, I, like, the way Morgan and um, Sam were talking to me made it seem like, make sure your cousins are in this year because they were in high demand. I was like, all right, like, stop yelling at me. Like, Sean said he's in. Paul hasn't said a fucking word to me, but, um, all right. So when I say like, I don't think Paul's in, well, how do you know? Cause he won't return any of my calls or texts. So I guess he's out. And then, uh, when it came, when it came down to it, they're just like, Oh, well we need like three more people. I'm like, well, why can't we just start with like that kind of thing going? Like we need guys. Like, Cause like mm-hmm. I could have. I could have gotten people that would have participated. You could have gotten Josh. We'd like, yeah, but whatever. I, I'm not going to, not a big deal. We, di- we digress. Yeah. yeah. Um, so quick shout out, obviously this time of year to, uh, remembrance day to our forefathers who fought before us and all that jazz. Thought I'd at least mm-hmm. throw something out there for that. No worries. How many poppies have you lost? I haven't lost any. I keep it secure, snug and secure. Do you really? Yeah, it's kind of fucked up to be honest this year because because of this COVID infection. It was like kind of nice leading up to this, and now it's like hell winter outside. It flipped up, flipped the script so quickly here. Like it went from like no snow at all into like November to now like snow apocalypse and winter apocalypse yeah. outside. It was like minus thirty something overnight last night here. So I haven't so like I've, I've lost three. Yeah, my point was just that it's um, the w- outerwear that I have hasn't diversified much, and I don't I don't lose poppies often. Mm, I've, what uh, are you doing? Like, do you just stick it in and it just like one loop? Like, I sew mine in so that it's like three or four in outs. I've I've done that. I've done I've done the one and don't fuck with it, and I've done like the multiple. I've done. I got to invest in one of those like tiny can of flag pins. Just so it fucking stays. I, I I lose them all the time. I saw something interesting. We do ours with pins in Canada. In Great Britain, they have little magnets. And I was like, interesting. So like in the center, it's just a magnet. So you unhook it, put it in, put the magnet. You know what I'm talking about? That's brilliant. Yeah, I was like, that's a good system. And they say they seem to lose pin. them less. Yeah. Or, or what I should do is if, like, because I wanted to put it in, on my uh, work vest. Because that's the thing, like, I wear the most and all that stuff. 
And like, if I wear my outerwear when I'm outside, you're not going to see it. Like, I'm not yeah. a poet wearing the poppy. I just, I fucking lose them all goddamn always. Huh. And, and it's, uh, so like, I, I was going to like try bending the pin. I've tried many, multiple techniques. I just need to buy a lot, like a pin that actually has something on the back. So it will stay enclosed, not just the single pin. And yeah, it just doesn't work for me. I thought about doing like a Don Cherry-esque rant on you for the podcast not because that's really how i feel but just because i thought it would be funny but i opted not like unless you want to hear it because it's really funny and it's locked and loaded if you're ready for that kind of thing it's golden go ahead the problem with you people is you don't have enough respect for our troops you need to fucking focus tom keep an eye on that fucking pin <laughs> who does that who does that i'm just joking that's all. I thought it was funny when in my head it could be the COVID talking, but I was like... I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, you started with the you people, which was clutch. Yeah. And then kind of lost me at the end because you lost commitment. But yeah, I did. I failed at the end, but it was kind of yeah. funny, I thought. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thanks. I thought I'd share my stupidity. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't ask to it. share. It's I just, just share. It's just, like, the thing is, too, like I just keep on, like, I dish out some change, get a poppy, and then fucking lose it. I dish out it. Like, I just feel like I would be more inclined to buy a more expensive poppy. Like, charge me $10, right? And make sure it has a clasp. You're not losing a $10 poppy. You're not. You're not losing a $10 poppy. No. And you'll always have it. I feel like the poppy donations is built on people fucking losing them. Yeah, that's exactly it. They want the like replacement, but when you're, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is with those kind of things. And that's what you're not supposed to reuse one from last year either. I heard that that's disrespectful recently, and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, <coughs> I didn't know that. Like you gotta like, and then like what? Like after November 11th, I can just fucking toss my poppy and I'll get a new one next. Year. Like, but that's the thing, right? Like the the rules with the poppy are always like. Like, like, I feel like talking to a, like one of those like guys. I'm like, listen, if you had a ten dollar poppy that came with a clasp, I'd be buying it, 100. percent I don't want to lose it. I the, this thing is so goddamn flimsy. Is the expectation though then to throw away the ten dollar poppy at the end and replace it every year? Because that. Well, you see, like, then but see, but then like, here's the thing with the ten dollar poppy. With the ten dollar poppy, you can put the year on it, like Remembrance Day, twenty twenty two. Make it a collector's okay. item. Yeah, that's okay? true. You we, could we do can... like a couple years of it too, you know, and then retire yeah. it, kind of thing. Yeah, like an expiration make him, date. Make them a little special for the year or something like that. All right, like I, and all I'm saying, like yeah, it's a little bit more pricey, but nowadays where everyone has tap, okay, like I think that you would be, I think that they'll fucking sell and he's. I think you're going to be making more money because you're going to charge ten bucks. It's going to be worth three. You're going to make a profit of seven. Yeah. On every poppy. Instead I think we can get that margin tuning, even better than that, to be honest. Probably. I'm not a businessman, but I feel like I'm onto something. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I'm, I'm pro poppy. I just wish that we can just agree that the design is flawed. Yeah. I think as a society, we can do better. Yes, 
I agree. Like I said, I saw the video on the internet like with Great Britain with their magnet system being like, how are Canadians still living like this with a fucking pin? Mm-hmm. A lot of people have stabbed themselves with said pin. Every year. Yeah. I like how Which you maybe... raised your hand on an audio podcast. Well, we do video clips too. Maybe this will be the clip that gave you options. Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Fucking adorable. My mic mute game is on point. I've yeah, been like I'm muting not... that shit for every cough, sneeze, nose blow. Man, my lungs feel so heavy. I don't anymore because I found out that I can edit it out afterwards. I've been trying to make it easier on you. This new system that we're under has, like, better uh, icons for me to access as well. Yeah. And then, like, I got to really play with this system because eventually we can take this to YouTube. Now, I don't know if I can do, like, I don't, personally, I would like it if it didn't go straight to YouTube, like like a live feed. I would like to have, like, the recording and then, like, I could church it up a little bit, like, the theme songs and all that fun stuff. Maybe a couple fun graphics. I had the YouTube uh, page running at one point. I was uploading all of our commercials to it, and then I just kind of like left it derelict. So there is yeah. a Two Sides of the Story podcast YouTube page, but it's pretty derelict. I don't know the last video I posted on there. It was a long-ass time ago. Yeah. So. But yeah, we need to get the someday. And we will. Like, this is... This is a thing that you and I are still very much beginners at, but I would like it. Like I would like to get on Twitch. I would like to get on YouTube. I would like us to be a bigger deal. Like, you know, like, um, you know, like I'm pretty sure that within this app, I can put on the theme song and the uh, email jingle and the outro stuff on here, and then we can just put it out as is like we can just go two sides of the story theme song watch you and i slowly but surely awkwardly just dance to our little theme song and then get into the show yeah pretty much but uh, people like we'll see our enthusiasm with it too yeah it's a good song hey i was just told the other day that our our theme song is unbelievable like it it's is cappy as fuck yeah, people Catch like it fun. gets stuck in my head sometimes, and I just sing it. Yeah, and I've heard other people sing it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dope, man. Like uh, the guys over at Earth Eight Eight Nine Four, God bless them, have been giving us some very nice feedback and all that. Um, and like, I gotta get you like one of these days if you're not busy. Like Devin does these uh, gathering of the podcasters, I guess they're called. And it's just like a live stream of just an individual from every show that like in this little quaint little community we have growing, it just comes on and we just start shooting the shit. Nice. It's nice. And it's fun. Like it's a great, like I did it the other night and if you're busy, I'll text you next time he does one. And if you're not busy, I'm going to say hop on on. Here's the link. And then, like, you just shoot the shit, and, like, we did it for, like, four hours the other night. I, I bought a couple beers, and it's just, like, you're hanging out with friends from the privacy of your own home. Like, yeah. It's, it's nice. You share your two cents and all that. Like, for me, like, it's a little more rapport, because I've done all their shows. But it's nice to, like, go, like, 
what's your two cents on this? What's your two cents on that? Like, I was still trying to figure this shit out. How do you do that? I yeah. want to learn how to do this. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, and it's so much fun. But yeah. Nice. I digress. Um, I sickly, I've been watching Prodigy. Yeah. It's it's wicked, eh? I have only like one episode left, maybe two episodes left in this in the first season now, but it's so really the good. The first season is continuing. That's what I've noticed because on Crave it didn't switch to a season two. Oh, okay. So I'm so on like episode been... eleven, I think now. Oh, then you're kind of caught up, buddy. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought the, there was like the, that two parter. I think it's like episode eight and nine. That was the finale. Okay. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's so much fun, and I like how it's growing. Did you watch the, I think episode 11 was the Borg episode. I didn't get to it yet. I knew that it was coming, but yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but. Great episode. Is it? Yeah, I heard that it was really good. I'm so happy you're watching it. It's what originally got me to watch it again, is I heard that there was like a Borg changeling kind of episode or something to do with that, and I was like, interesting i need to go watch the rest of this shit now i'm being sick I, I put it on at one point and pounded out two episodes and then left it for i don't know 16 hours maybe and then went back and watched another three or four episodes it's kind of like yeah. been in and out of my consciousness so yeah no it like it's a it's a fun show and like what i like about it it's like um it's, it's something like if you had kids you could that that could be their entry point to star trek yeah, a little bit of it is like surprisingly not for kids, like not like bad or anything. But like there was a, a scary scene where like the Voyager or sorry, the hologram Janeway hologram was like chasing them down or something. It was like a little spooky. Yeah. Like an evil Janeway. Yeah. But no, there's like it's a got a lot of redeemable qualities in that show i can say right from the get-go and really good writing still and the tie-ins are coming of all different kinds of things you know it's Mm -hmm. an interesting different perspective on star trek which i'm always interested in checking out and i'm dying to know what happened to chakotay yeah for sure it'll be interesting to see what they come up with mystery of yeah it was mystery of what happened to the crew on the prodigy and all this stuff and then then they go like uh they go to uh some uh, star base, and they're like, "We want to return the ship." Like, what do you mean you're not Starfleet? Like, no, no, we just kind of found it and we used it, and we're trying to give it back because we want to join Starfleet. Unbelievable! This is so good. Yeah, it's cool. No, it's really fun. Uh, another show that I've been uh, catching up on. I can't remember how much I've talked to you about it, or if at all, but Quantum Leap. Yeah, you're you're a big Quantum Leap guy. I remember you you were really big on. I'm not even a big Quantum Leap guy. I just knew of it, like the old show, and now I'm giving the new show a chance. And all the tie-ins are really good. Like it's fucking pretty decent. They just wrapped up their like half season because it's a major network yeah. show, but it's uh, pleasantly um, unexpected. Like I enjoy it. Nice. It's good. I just it has the feel of like a CSI type show, but it's really good science fiction. Awesome. I I I'm gonna have to hold back on watching it because I, as I was saying last week, I'm gonna get into Stargate. 
Yeah, no, you. that should be your priority and, right now. I, uh, sure. I haven't started it yet. What I did, I just finished this one show that I, I, I started watching called The, the Resort. This is this was just a really cool story. I think it's just a one and done story. But fuck was this a cool show. It hooked me in the resort. So like it, the, the the resort it, it's with uh Christina Milani Maloney, I don't know how to say her last name, with the mother from How I Met Your Mother. And and got to say her career has really taken off since being the mother. Like, yeah, I've seen like, her around. Since doing that, her stock has fucking skyrocketed. So good for her. And then, um, yeah, for sure. The actor that played Cheaty in The Good Place. Their names just elude me. Anyway, it's okay. The premise is Christina Maloney comes across a cell phone of a missing kid that disappeared 15 years before a gigantic storm. And then she decides that she wants to find out what happened to them. And there's just this eight episode arc of just like, what the fuck? And and it has to like, there's like, uh, like, there's a bit of science fiction in it. There's like a bit of like, science fiction mystery and just like, like a little bit of fantasy. You're just like, how is this like happening? And just like you, you but you get hooked into it, and you're just like, the story's good. The acting's phenomenal makes you want to dive into it interesting i really recommend it if you can uh i watch it on amazon prime it sounds on nice. stack on stack tv but if you have showtime i think showtime it's on there i it's yeah I, I know that i have it i saw it advertised anytime i see her face she has like a special place in my heart that actress because of how I Met Your Mother, so it's no wonder her stardom has risen. You yeah. know what I mean? I think even her in Palm Beach. Did you watch Palm Beach with her and uh, Andy Samberg? It's essentially no. Groundhog Day. Great watch. It's yeah, a it's movie? a movie on Amazon Prime. Really worth your time. While you're sick in bed tomorrow, watch that if you want. It's a good. It's a really good watch. It it's it's yeah, the same kind of idea of uh, Groundhog Day where. They're both kind of reliving the same day over and over and over and over again. But they hmm. explain why. And then it's just all around a fun movie. Interesting. Because that's the one thing that Groundhog yeah, Day was missing. They never explain why this happened. Yeah, fair enough. So, it was... One of those things that it's nice to get some background information on. You know that. what? Back in the day, you didn't need to do that. Like everyone was just like, "Well, Bill Murray's stuck in the same day over and over again." Proceed, and there's no yeah. We just kind of accepted yeah. There's it. no why. It's just like, hey, until you stop being a dick, you will forever be in the same day. Cool. You know, I actually I watched. I forgot about this till just now that I watched this last night, but I watched it late last night in a state of delirium. Um, you know, it's a good fucking movie that I find all of this actor's movies hold up to me. Uh, I have a special place in my heart. Tommy Boy. You ever seen Tommy Boy? Of course I've seen Tommy Boy. Has my name in it. Fucking Chris Farley. Everything that guy did, I just, I, it speaks to me. I love his fucking comedy. It's so funny. And the David Spade relationship with the, the black sheep and Tommy Boy. 
fat guy yeah. in a little coat. Like it's so good. If you hear how Spade, like a few times Spade has interviewed uh, Roblo, or Roblo has interviewed Spade on podcasts and whatever, and you hear how they talk about the making of that movie, and the amount of like fucking with Spade that Chris Farley loved to do. But there was like a night where Rob Lowe and David Spade went for drinks and they asked Farley if he wanted to go and he said no, he went to bed. But they ended up hanging out anyway and then Chris Farley's all jealous the next fucking day. He's like, oh, how was I with your friend Rob? Just like these little things. And like, and the thing that makes me happy is uh, in 8H, uh, at Rockefeller Center, where they, uh, where they have SNL, there is an entry point for the actors when they're going to do the sketches and stuff. Right above it, there's like a low beam or something. And it says, watch out, Chris. Because a bunch of times, Chris Farley's being Chris Farley and not paying attention and hit his fucking head on the low beam. And like just the fact that that's, that's there, funny. like that is the kind of history I would want. Like That is something I would need a picture of. Like the, the watch out. Chris. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Like, I'm a big... Um, it's interesting though. Like I just, it was a nice, I haven't watched it in years and I've, I've like obsessed over all these movies at different points of comedy in my life. And you just forget how good it was. You know, you forget how enriching Farley was and how infectious it must've been to be around him. You know what I mean? For these scenes and stuff he, like that. Just even watching him on like Conan, watch, like watch him. There's this thing he does on Conan where he went to Congress pretending to be Newt Gingrich. And then he's talking to Conan afterwards, and he's just, like, asking him all these political questions because he was pretending to be Newt Gingrich. And he's like, Conan, I'm not what you would call a reader. All right? They put me in a suit, and they go, dance, monkey, dance. And I go out, and I go and try and make a few people laugh. That is the best I can do. All right, I'm sorry. I don't know anything about these politics. It's just the commitment to these things that he would do. It's just unbelievable. The man could do a cartwheel. Maybe it was the cocaine sure. or whatever he was on, but fuck, unbelievable. Did you ever hear the song that Adam Sandler wrote for him? I love uh, Bring... Yeah, I've heard that. One of my favorite uh, Farley, you keep doing Farley quotes, and I want to do one now too because you're making me sad. That I... One of my favorite ones is from Wayne's World. <laughs> You're worthless. You're less than nothing. What's keeping you here? I got no place else to go. Like, just fucking He's good. I gotta rewatch it. He has two different roles in Wayne's World, eh? He's, like, the security guy in the first one. And the stagehand. Well, the security guy was from the first movie, and then the stagehand guy is in the second movie. And he's great. I think that was a commitment to who he was as a person, because he shows up in a lot of the SNL movies and never never being his right but he would show up in a yeah adam sandler thing it was just he want they wanted him around and for sure yeah it's crazy to think because like i was thinking about this how certain like you see adam sandler with it married to his guys that he's with you know and obviously farley was one of them but then farley and spade were the two that were like so tied together that it's like spade lost his guy you know what i mean mm. yeah and like apparently in the it's writers interesting to see the trajectory the writer's room the relationship was 
un, un, unwavered. Um, last year for Christmas, I think it was last year, uh, Marty got me uh, Chris Farley's book um, written by his brother. Oh, cool. I didn't know he had yeah, a book. It was written by his brother. So okay. um, I haven't cracked it yet. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not like the same kind of reader I was. Or I'm just like I haven't been in the yeah, mood for reading. Happens. Like I, it has to strike me, and then I once it strikes, and then I'll do it. I just for the last little while, I guess with the doing the podcast and like coaching football and all this stuff, like the time for reading is just like not there. Like it was a lot easier to do when I had like my own apartment and like nothing else going on. I was just like, well, I guess I'll read. But like now it's it's like yeah. I always like even at work like. I don't have the same kind of downtime because I'm teaching a course all the time. And I'm always like, like, I don't have the same kind of downtime as I used to. Like, you know, like you, when you work in the fight industry, you work the fights you're assigned. And sometimes there's like a bit of a window of time where you can just chill out and read your book. Whereas like now, like I'm constantly going all the time to make sure we get all the reps in. So it was like a lot of the, like my time for reading, is kind of closed. That makes sense. Can you give me a quick set? Absolutely. I'll yeah. be right back. So while Sean's gone, I think this is just a prime opportunity to talk about what a great guy he is. I mean, to power through all of this while he's sick, like he's COVID and he doesn't really want to be doing this right now. But you know, he'll sooner die than me have a different co-host, and I fucking love him for it. The level of commitment he shows just to like do this show, unwavering, you know, and it's like a fun little hobby that he and I do. And I, I guarantee you that, like the goal of this show was to get to know each other better. And then I think that I could take Kieran and his fiance in a game of a uh, uh, match game, anytime. Sorry no about worries, that. bud. I'm happy you're back. I needed a coffee refill in a bad no, way. No worries, no worries. Um, but speaking of reading, what do you say we get to this week's email? Yes, Cue sir. Music. Two sides to every email. Two sides to every one. Two sides to every email. Settle in, let's get it done. So we got uh, an email from Addison this week. Question of the week is the subject line. Hey guys, I've been meaning to write in sooner, but have been pretty busy. I'm super down to be a guest on the show, like Flapjack said. Uh, a little, I'm a little swamped right now, but soon I should have a lot more free time. I happen, I happen to listening uh, to be listening to your superhero draft picks. Uh, first of all, when you guys uh, butt heads, it's hilarious. Sean, I think you have really gotten a knack for pushing Flapjack's buttons. I do have to say, Flapjack's <laughs> team takes it, though. All he needs is Doctor Strange and Rogue. Magic will win every time. Doctor Strange casts one spell. His whole team is bulletproof. And maybe when I'm on the show, we can revisit this topic. Because Sean has brought up the, uh, brought up Christmas more than once already. And I, too, am getting super psyched for Christmas, uh, Christmas season. My question for you today is when you were a kid, what was the one gift you wanted more than anything, and did you get it? Great show, guys. I'm always laughing along each, uh, each week. 
listening to you guys rant. Can't wait to tune into the next episode. If my question doesn't make it into the next week's podcast, no stress. I can wait. See, Kieran, this is how it's fucking done. With class <laughs> and distinction. Now, thank you very much. Adam. That was a great shot. I yeah. like it. Pretty yeah. funny. So, Sean, I feel like you have a couple comments. Um, well, I was just going to get right to his question, ultimately. Um, well, uh, first shout out. I like that Kieran and Addison's commitment to keeping Flapjack alive. And I apologize for my um, absent-mindedness for not bringing it up more. Because it's been nice re- revisiting this. Like, it's Flapjack's baby. I like it. Anyways, um, the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to Christmas presents and it's kind of stupid now looking back, but when I was seven years old, there was a television show called Dinosaurs. I don't know if you ever saw it, Tom, or if people remember it, but it was like the, at the time it was the tickle me Elmo of its day. They had like a dinosaur baby that was like, you know, full size plush toy that you pull a string and it would say like, yeah, exactly. Like all different kinds of things and stuff like that. So that was one that I like, I remember wanting it so bad and I did get it, but I actually told this story, I believe, on the podcast very early. It was the one time in my life that I snuck a peek at the present before Christmas to see what it was, and I ruined my entire fucking Christmas. Because I was, like, hoping and wanting, and then I fucking lifted that paper and peeked and saw that I did get it. And it just, like, I, the guilt level was so fucking high that it ruined that entire Christmas for me. And now I'm like a stickler. Like if someone goes to shake a present in front of me, I get like a Ray Liotta Goodfellas look on my face. Like I'm about to pull the pistol out and start hitting them with it. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Just because of that, like ruining of it. So that's the one thing that comes to my, my, my mind for Christmas uh, presents that I always wanted. For, you talk- I don't know if, um, I ever, like, put out what I wanted. What I always put out were... My parents were always good at knowing what I loved when I was a kid. And I think they did a good job of, like, not frequent... Like, uh, not many frequent visits to the toy store. And I'm pretty sure this is why I have the problem with toys I do today. Because, like, I never, like... Like, it wasn't, like, an, an everyday thing. Like, it wasn't like, oh, Thomas can get a new action figure if he does, like, this shit. But, like, my parents, like, killed it. Like, I remember, like, Christmas had to be around the 97 when they were doing the, when they were redoing the Star Wars movies with, like, the special editions in theaters. And then my parents got me a Millennium Falcon. And it was legit. And I played with that thing till it could not work anymore. And I regret it to this day because I wish I could have, like, somewhere in the background, a dope-ass Millennium Falcon. But the problem was Thomas played with shit. And that Millennium Falcon had way more than one crash landing. And it was dope. Um, I mean, I got, like, a when Batman and Robin, when Batman Forever came out, I got the Bat-Boat. You know, like, like, I had, like, I, I was a happy kid with toys. Like, they, like, the parents really tuned in to, like, what I was into. And they were able to figure it out. Now that I'm older, it's a lot more difficult. I'm a lot more difficult to shop for, apparently. But yeah. I, well, I don't really, really know why. Because literally I mean, nothing's changed. Like, 
buy me a Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll love it. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Pretty much. Come on, yeah. people. Yeah. Focus. But instead, I get like. <laughs> no, it's funny, actually. Like, this question just jogged another memory of mine while we were talking here. But I remember a disappointing Christmas at five years old because we got like, you know, a couple small individual gifts, but they got us a group gift for the three kids as like a big present, which was at the time for any kid above my age was like the shit everyone wanted. We got a Nintendo, like an original yeah. Nintendo. Josh and Jen were like, holy fuck, like, I can't believe we got it. And I was like, I started crying. I was like, I don't want this stupid fucking thing. Hmm. I'll <laughs> never get a turn. I was like, I don't know what, yeah, not, not only that, but like, to me, it was like, what's a video game? There was no video games yet. Like, there was Atari, maybe, but we didn't have that shit. So I just wanted, like, toys and cool shit. And they come out with this box and, like, Nintendo, like, I, I'd never heard the word before at this age, at this time. So when it came to us, I was just like, the fuck is this? And I was really <laughs> upset. Just made yeah. me think of that. No, I... Like, honestly, like, I don't think I've ever had, like, a bad Christmas growing up as a kid. I don't, like, I don't even recall, like, making, like, legit, like, lists of just, like, whatever. I would, like, and even, like, even now the memory's, like, like, going. Like, I remember one time I had to write to Santa in class. And, like, I just included shit for other people. Like, can you get my mom this movie? I think she really liked it. Can you get my dad this piece of memorabilia? It's his favorite hockey team. Can you get my sister this? I think she would enjoy it. And if there's time, I'll take maybe this. But, like, it was never, like, I don't think it was a thing we did growing up. Yeah. And, I like, I'm kind of glad that we didn't because, like, that would, like, it adds, like, so much more to the mystery of, like, what's under the tree this year? Yeah, for sure. And I also think, like, to that, I also think it helps with, like, the Santa being alive to other thing. Because, like, you, you know, like, people, like, brag, like some, like, like, some kids today will get, like, a PS5. But, like, I never once complained about never getting any gaming console as a kid. Because I got other shit that I was into. So maybe you just knew that, like, Santa knew that I liked Batman more than I liked Nintendo. For sure. As a kid, you don't think about it like monetary value wise as well. People seem to worry about that. Like I, I've heard I, posts. I, like maybe- I think it comes down to like social media. Like kids are like nowadays kind of like are on like Facebook at like at an early age, and if you can show off what you got or whatever or brag about what you got, it's like you know it. It's kind of one of those things with COVID parents, like, or sorry, not with COVID parents, with parents of divorce because they're competing to try to get, like, maintain their kids' love. So they're the ones that seem to get showered with gifts the most at times, too. Yeah. Or parents who are, like, absentee, like the people who work out of town all the time. And then Christmas, they just, like, really go overboard. Like, it's like a less of a down to earth type of thing, yeah. you know? I've seen those kids too who get like 85 presents, but every single one of them is garbage. You know what I mean? Where you could have just gotten them one nice present, but they think volume is better, more important than quality. You know what I mean? We were always, as kids, we got one like quality mm-hmm. gift. You know what I mean? And we didn't have like a huge pile of presents to open. It was never like that. So, speaking of, we're going to do our two side of the story Christmas gift exchange. 
I remember last year we kicked around a theme. Would you like to, how would you like this year to go? Do you want to up the ante somehow? How would I like? Do you want? Do you what's want that? Sorry, ante somehow? Do you want like a theme? Do you want? Well, what did we do last year for co- for price wise? Wasn't it like fifty bucks or it was something like that? Like fifty bucks, but it was just like there was no theme. There were no rules really. It was just like let's stay in a budget and then send it to each other, and then it was what we learned about each other so far. <coughs> yeah, that was the theme. Yeah, so I got you a He-Man and a Oilers book. And you got me some dope yeah. ass uh, uh, Star Trek stuff, soup and the sandwich yeah. maker. I still have that sandwich maker. The problem with not like living, I used it a bunch. By the way, when I lived in New Brunswick, yeah, no, it's okay. I didn't give you a good gift. I'm sorry. I, I clearly <laughs> please don't do this. I don't use it now I because like like, I, like I have nowhere to keep it. It's still in the box. Got me some Star Trek stuff. Uh, no, I, I'm just mixed up with the Thomas Riker. When did you give me that Thomas Riker yeah. toy? Uh, I think it was for... It was either for your birthday... It's for the anniversary of the it podcast. Might have been for your birthday. Yeah, okay. That I just mixed up the gifts, that's all. Yeah, it's no big well, deal. Well, it seems like I hurt a nerve. Well, it hurt. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to cry after we're done recording here, of course, and be like, I don't matter, and he doesn't think of me. But, uh, I don't know. It's not a big deal. Soups really for delicious. Deal. I'll cry a little bit. And those wonderful Harry Pot- uh, Potter decorations. Yeah, that was part and of the And the great series. cards, yeah. by the way. Yeah, we both had good card games. Yeah, game. I got you a good card this year. I'm proud of it. I went to a local shop, and I saw it, and I fucking shouted Sean. So, I already got the card. Nice. Um, yeah, I've had... It's fun doing this. I don't know. I feel like I put a little bit of thought into it as well, like already, yeah. um, gift wise. As far as themes go, I mean, do we need a theme? Do you want a theme? I don't think we need a theme. I just like it was a thing. It was an idea that we kicked around last year, and like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's like an entertainment value if it's like a theme. I don't know, man. It's I like the idea of just like what this podcast is like. At its core was a chance for you and I to get to know each other. We're pushing, we're going to be pushing yeah. two years of this, like, really soon. Like, much, it was like, sooner rather than later. I think, like, we always keep up this, like, I do, like, I know personally, I'm going to try and outdo the gift I got you last year. It's just how I am. Yeah, of course. Uh, Panini Press <laughs> and... Oh, some pre-made <laughs> stews. And a panini press. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm, his stew would be higher than soup on the yeah. echelon of pecking and, orders. And then, so then we'll, I started with the bottom of all the food, and I can work yeah. my way up. Then from we'll there. work our way to a nice bisque. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a chowder. Say chowder. You're in the right climate for chowder. Dude, had it for lunch today. I figured you may have had it in the yeah. recent times. It's been, like, really cold. Like, not, like, winter. Like, it's been, like, for a guy that has to spend a lot of time outside, it's been fucking frigid. We haven't seen any snow yet. Yeah, fair. And I know that you guys have. Like, we haven't gotten into the minuses. But it's been, like, with the wind and, like, like having to either coach football or go outside and explain, like, how airplanes work. It's been a little bit fucking frigid. 
Yeah, that's yeah. not fun. So yeah, so you're just thinking, just go with the gut, whatever shouts uh, Tom and Sean. We just. Yeah, I think we can probably just wing it. To All be right. honest, I mean, if if our fans out there have an idea for a theme, which we kind of did pick from a theme a little bit, I remember last year we kind of put it to the fans, and they were like, "Canadiana" was one of the recommendations, and yeah, um, stuff like that. I mean, we can put it out to the fans as well, but it's one of those things that it's fun to. I don't mind. Like we've talked about this in the past, you especially brought it up about how you hate when people just give a gift for the sake of giving a gift, you prefer if people take the time to like actually know who the fuck you are and put a little bit of thought into the gift. So it adds that flavor of like, it's kind of how I've always done things. I like to give meaningful gifts. I like to find something for someone and be like, I think that they'll like this. And I'm I'm a firm believer in that of just like, if you mention a thing to me once it stays in here and it's fucking uh, like locked in a trap. All I all I have in yeah. this head are obscure movie quotes, song lyrics from bands I like from the '90s, and uh, things that I know my friends would love. Pretty yeah. much, I'm the same way. I'm like when I'm out shopping, I think of people sometimes too. If I see something, other times you just don't see things. But there's certain times when, like I've said to you in the past, I'm a caretaker of curiosities. So when I find something that I know someone will love, it's you know, sometimes I'll grab it just because I know I'll, I'll give it to them at some point. Can I share with you? Because uh, I think you do this too. You buy yourself a Christmas present, right? Like, wh- what a year it's been, Sean. Here's something from you to you. Love you to death. Love Sean. To Sean. Sometimes I do. It depends. Like, if I see something I know no one else would buy for me, like, I'll buy myself a little something. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. But this has been an interesting year. Yeah of gifts well i treated myself i did my to thomas from thomas congratulations on promotion moving to the east coast this is like i kind of treated myself this year and it kind of and the way it's been is uh so you know like i i'm a big fan of chicago um i'm a bears fan Uh, i'm a cubs fan I love the Blues Brothers movie. Like, Chicago has always been a thing for me. So, what I want to do is, like, ideally I would like to go to Chicago for a football game. So expensive. But what I did, um, which we talked about on this podcast, favorite player to ever lace up a pair of skates is Chris Chelios. When I felt, uh, when I, you know, started to love him, he was a Blackhawk. So I treated myself to a red Chicago Blackhawks CCM cut. Like, it is a throwback jersey with Chelios on the back. And so with Sick. that, I'm going to treat myself to a Blackhawks game. So it's just like an expensive jersey, yeah, but I'm going to wear it in Chicago with pride. And I'm going to go to a fucking Blackhawks game. Nice. Next summer or next next fall, I am going to go to a Bears game. But as of like for this year, I think uh, like the Christmas present is the jersey for my birthday. I'm going to take myself to a Blackhawks game in Chicago. Sweet, that's I, awesome. I, you deserve. I it. wanted to see Chicago versus Edmonton in Chicago, but 
that's yeah. on the 30th of November and I just can't swing it. Yeah, that's so, fair. Um, that's disappointing. But, you know, it would be nice to go down to Chicago and just, like, go for go for a reason, go for a hockey game. And then, you know, maybe if I can, maybe I can see the Bulls play. Like, fucking, why not? Like, Yeah, that'd be like, cool. I know, like... It's a cool city with lots of cool things in it, yeah, for sure. Go get a deep dish pizza, see what that's all about. Definitely. That's cool. I actually owe myself a milestone gift right now. I haven't, nothing's inspired me lately, so I haven't gotten anything and I wanted to be something special because I recently hit six months without a cigarette. Which reminds me, so by the way, I think I owe you an Oilers game. That was what you said. I'm not going to hold you to it because yeah. it's not. I'm like, going to make this work, you know, but someday. No, no, no. Not, no not, rush. It's not going to be a someday. I have to like. Yes, I have to work it out. I'm easy though. I'm just saying you have okay. time. No rush. But that that prize is in the works, is because you've. It's one of those things. Like I can't believe that I was able to do this. Completely changed yeah. my life. You know what I mean? And it's a huge one. I'm healthier, like, being as sick as I've been with COVID here. Fuck, when I hit six months, like, Kieran quit 10 days after I did, so we both have hit six months recently, and it's just, like, incredible to be free of that addiction, you know what I mean? And it's still, like, you still have to learn how to cope with life without it, which is Mm -hmm. fine, and it's been easier than I expected, but it's just one of those things where I... I've given myself a few presents. Like when I hit three months, I bought myself a silver coin and was like, you know, but those are all things that I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Exactly. But I, I got to do something for Sean to, you know, as a reward. Maybe treat yourself to the brand new retro reverse Oilers Jersey. Do you see it? Eh, It's okay. I I gotta say, I really, I didn't at first and it grew on me. Yeah, I don't hate it. Like, it's nice. I'd like to see them play in it a couple times, and then I'll have more of an opinion. But it, it's one of those things. I don't I don't know what it's going to be yet. Like, might be a trip. You know, me and Crystal have yet to take, like, an exotic trip together, and we've talked about doing an all-inclusive at some point. Well, if you do, let me I, know, because I, I can hook you up with, like a, little, like, a little family discount. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. for sure. Good to know. Um, I don't know anything about that kind of thing, so it'll be a process of like figuring out where to begin. You know what I mean? But I deserve yeah. it. I've bought myself a new lease on life by fucking kicking this habit. Whatever it's going to be, I'm not sure yet. But I, I owe myself something uh, to commemorate. You know, six months, and I'll at three months is when I actually uh, justified buying myself some discs. You know what I mean? To start like investing in a nice hobby to which is sad that the season's over now, but it's just these things like creating healthy habits moving yeah, forward. Yeah, no, for you sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but to all the smokers out there, you can do it, guys. If I can quit, you can fucking quit. Kick that. I always see people at work now, and it's kind of fun fucking. I'm like, you're still sucking on the devil's dick, hey? And they're just like, shut the fuck up. Shut for six months, and he thinks but it's, it's a fucking big deal. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's just one of those things. Once you're free, you're like, I wish I could make them all free. I wish I could fucking help every smoker throw away that fucking cigarette and realize that it doesn't actually do anything for you. You know what I mean? And I want to become an advocate for people who are trying to quit. And like another friend of ours was quitting and I messaged him and just reached out and was like, yo, like, hey, good for you, man. Like you can fucking do this. And anybody who needs that kind of encouragement, I'll be there for them. Mm. You know? No, I get that. 
Um, I gotta say, Sean, before we wrap up here, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't try picking a fight with Addison based on how we thought of the results from our uh, uh, ultimate draft, the superhero draft that we did on uh, the comic boy. Simple minds. They're like, why argue a point like that? It's just, you know, he's your friend. He has to try to support you in some way. I know that it's like, and if one of my buddy's best friends saw me lose a fight and then they'd want to back him up to try to save face, you know, and that's all it was. I saw it for what it was. He felt sorry for Tommy Boy and was like, I'm going to go stand up for my friend. So I, I like I, I didn't want to bleed into it because I was like, I'll let him have it because we all know, like, we all felt sorry for no, Tommy. I, the end. I he, hope he picked Khalil a shitty does team. this fucking thing because he came on to that little, uh, uh, that, uh, gathering of the podcasters thing i was talking about and he presented his case and i i'm not i'm not lying to you when i say you can ask khalil because he was there all the other podcasters agreed that my team would have won it's funny because uh addy's like when addy first said what he said the thing that caught me in my head was it made me think of the ronald mcdonald song do you believe in magic I don't fucking believe in magic. I so shut the fuck McDonald's up. Ronald McDonald song. McDonald's like a real song. Do you believe in magic? It's from fucking McDonald's. I'm pretty sure it's like sakes. a real song. Do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? Like they sing it in American Pie. Yeah, it's from McDonald's. I'm pretty sure. It's probably a real song, but it was in McDonald's commercials a lot for when we were kids. So it's one of those things, but yeah, no, I don't believe in magic and stupid <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> That's my argument. <laughs> Just uh bippity boppity. It's fake. Fuck you. And you're stupid. All right. Are you talking about wrestling? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh. I felt like you were with the things what, you were saying. Bippity boppity, it's over. I was... <laughs> the fake part and the it's stupid part. I just heard that and was like, I was literally wrestling. mimicking what you just said. <laughs> I know it was brilliant because I knew that as well and played off. Anyways, I digress. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, I really thought that you were just going to pick up, like, how could you even say that the magic one spell I had. The fucking General Zod. I had Harley Quinn. I had motherfucking Wolverine. Let's fucking talk about this. Um. Yeah, I just like how you can't let it go. You're still trying to justify, but no, but no. I I would have won. Everyone thinks I would have won. Sean, Sean, there's a whole group of podcasters. I had. No, 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 no. We can ask Khalil. Let's call Khalil up right now. I'm pretty sure I was. And you're just like, Tom, 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 calm down. It's okay. It was just a fantasy draft. It's okay. You're making me out to be somebody I'm not, Sean, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Just because I'm a little bit on the competitive side, all right, doesn't mean I'm this, like, character that you're portraying me to be and i will not stand for it <laughs> it was a fun picture to paint i'll say that i feel like picasso up uh, in i'm gonna bitch. come over there and give you some fucking summer teeth i'll tell you that right now 
Some are here, some are there. <laughs> some are here and yeah. some are there. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I guess on that note, I'm going to wrap up the podcast because you've hurt my feelings <laughs> and I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> it's okay. I love you, Tom. You had a really good team. You had a really good team, Tom. You're really mean when you're sick. <laughs> I'm going to go door dash you some fucking soup. <laughs> that would be awful. Be the ultimate fuck you. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, we didn't talk about this yet. Sorry. I wanted to talk to you about this and I got distracted because I'm upset with you. Fair well, Ryan Reynolds potentially buying the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. I I always. Wasn't he from Vancouver? I thought he was a Canucker. He, yes, he was from Vancouver, but I think through acting or whatever, Ottawa was another place he lived. Okay. Maybe just must be his team, eh? Because you obviously you wouldn't want to buy a franchise well, he's a if you weren't a fan. Like, he's kind of like me. Like I because I've grown up a Habs fan my whole life, but because I treasure the time I had in Edmonton, I also root for the Oilers. Yeah, so that's he's kind of like me in that sense. Yeah, but no, like, it would, it's interesting. I think it would do so much for the NHL. Yeah, I I think that the Senators would finally get a fucking arena downtown if the signature is done by Ryan Reynolds. It'd be cool to see a retro Deadpool jersey for them because the colors aren't that far off. Yeah. I just, you know, the amount of, like, things that can happen when Ryan Reynolds gets involved. I mean, I've heard, I haven't watched the documentary, but apparently the the work he's done on that soccer team in Wrexham with Rob Rob, uh, McElhenney is, like, apparently they they saved the team. And I'm not saying that the Senators are a team that's going to be going the way of the Dodo, but I do know that they need help in a big way. In, in They're on the cusp of greatness right now too. Like I feel Ottawa has got a really good young team. Like if they, yeah. if a spark was lit at the right time for that franchise, it could do them a lot of good. And the fact that he showed up at the, at the uh, Senators game the other day, classy move against Vancouver. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. It's just, it's the epitome of class. I think he. I think he will do so much for the game, and I think that if he gets enough people involved to take where he's the face of the ownership, but he's a bunch of like partners, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a great thing. Yeah, I agree. It's like he's right when, up there uh, with like. Sorry, you go ahead. I was just gonna say it reminds me of like John Candy and Wayne Gretzky being involved with the Toronto Argonauts. Was it? Yep. It just reminds me of that kind of a thing. Yeah, or um, it's like right up there with Mario Lemieux owning the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Yeah, it's it's it it does things for hockey in a big way, where you can when you see a face and you actually know who it is. Yeah, it's good things come from that. When it's not like an old stingy old man who's got more yeah. money than he knows what to do with and yeah. barely pays attention, you know? Like, I, I'm upset that the Molsons still own the Canadians and then the beer prices skyrocketed. I thought, like, I found that Molson did us dirty that way. Yeah, that's fair. But, you know, what do I know? Such is the business, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. But no, it could be really good for the city. And anytime you hear about like something going on successfully for any Canadian franchise, it's nice or any NHL team for that and, matter. And, and then the fact that you're getting a good Canadian, like 
Ryan Reynolds will openly talk about being Canadian, growing up in Vancouver. Like he yeah. did, like he's done Canadian. Like I'm not sure if you remember the movie from like the early 2000s, but Foolproof. It's a Canadian movie. Like he, like he did Canadian content growing up, and like you know, he's like, always it, like represented Canada in a way. Yeah, and like it, it's right up there. Like I, it would be like if Mike Myers got involved somehow and bought a hockey team. Yeah, for sure. Like it, Same level. Yeah, like. Like, I know his two teams are the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings, but if, like, Mike Myers, for some reason, decided to buy the San Jose Sharks or a team that was, you know what I mean? Like, if Mike Myers is going to be the savior of the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. You know, like... It'd be that big. To me, it, adds, it adds good mor- morale to, to an NHL team that desperately needs it. And I think with Ryan Reynolds at the helm of the Ottawa Senators, I think it would add just a morale boost to that team that I think needed to get them to that over the hump. Because they had a Stanley Cup run, then they lost to the Ducks in 2007. I think this could get them back to the, the, the promised land. Yeah, it's possible, that's for sure. Yeah. No, anyway, it's interesting. I just My think take is think that uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I think it's going to be a great thing for hockey. Um, now, now we can wrap up the podcast. I'm still upset with you from your comments before. I just wanted to talk to you about this whole Ryan Reynolds and Ottawa thing before before we uh, called it a day. It was a nice transition from one shitty team to another. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I hope you feel better because I'm not going to wish a, a kill a illness that can kill people on you, but I do. Okay, I hope your next cough hurts, but I hope you feel better in the long run. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> on that note, uh, I'm Sean Sides, and this has been one side of the story. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been another side of the story. Have a great week. Live long and prosper, Sean. You're a dick. Catch you next week. <laughs> sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at two sides of the story on tiktok at two sides of the story pod and if you want to send us an email send it to two sides of the story pod that's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com